You are what you eat. So don't eat the crap. The show, hosted by two plant-based diet advocates, helping you get your healthy habits on lockdown. You're listening to The Health Beat with Sarah and Pete. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number seven. And today, we're going to be introing with a story about seasonal produce. It's the case of the coconuts from Seattle. The case of the coconuts from Seattle. So we were down here... In San Diego, we went to a Whole Foods in Encinitas, and right when we walked in, this is probably about a year ago, right when we walked in, we saw these like, you know, big, funny looking green coconuts, and we'd never seen them before. They weren't like your normal coconuts that you see, and they kind of look like footballs. And so I remember we asked the produce guy like there was a produce guy right there like hey like we were just like so excited and trying to figure out where these were from hey where are these coconuts from and the guy had to kind of go into the back because he didn't know right away okay so i think i remember a little bit differently so the guy was like oh yeah these are coconuts they're they're fresh coconuts um, and we're like, okay, where, where are they from? Where did you get them from? And he's like, oh, um, somewhere where it rains a lot. Oh, Seattle. And yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, from up in Washington. Yeah. And we're like, say what? And we kind of look at each other because we're from Seattle, Washington. And he's like, yeah, you know, it, it rains a lot up there. And I'm just giving him this look like, As, yeah. dude. It was crazy. Sh- yeah, like we, we kind of thought he was just pulling our leg. And so he wasn't budging. And we were kind of just telling him, like, it's really cold up there. We're from there. Like, we've never seen any coconuts it's growing. Like, it's, it's a miracle for palm trees to even grow up there. And I feel like a lot of times you have to wrap them in the wintertime because it freezes. Yeah, so he goes back to check and he comes back and he's like, Actually, they're from Florida. And we were like, and that makes so that much makes more a sense. Lot more sense. So last week we were teasing with the story of the coconuts. And so that was just one of the stories. Um, Peter and I spend a lot of time at the health food store. And so we're always looking at ingredients. And when something new comes in, we're like, oh, Where's this from? What is this? Yeah, we're always so curious and we're asking the produce guys, yeah, where is this from? Where did this come Mm -hmm. from? And, you know, the the store that we regularly shop at, the produce guys are pretty good and they're very up to date on who the farmers are and where everything's coming from. And and just to give the guy, you know, at at Whole Foods a little bit of credit, you know, I don't know. I feel like our society kind of has this thing where we feel like we always have to know the answer to yeah. something. Yeah. And um, I think it's okay to say, I don't know. I Let me go check. I totally know? agree. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's all good. It's all groovy. It's moral of the story. Coconuts don't grow in Washington, but they grow in Florida. Sorry, I don't guys. even think they grow in, they don't even grow in California because it's not humid enough. Yeah, it's not tropical enough maybe? Or yeah. Well, yeah. what makes it tropical? The humidity. You know, it's the precipitation, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, today, as you figured, we're talking about seasonal produce, specifically the benefits of seasonal produce. 
And so we're going to be going over the everything from nutrients to diversity, taste, why it's more affordable, environmentally friendly, and why it's even good for your local economy. Yes. When we first moved to San Diego, we went crazy for the produce. We couldn't believe how much produce was grown here, all of the farmer's markets. If you read our blog, I've said this before, but every single day in San Diego, there's a farmer's market, usually multiple. And that just kind of blew my mind. Totally blew our mind. And we were like totally dorking out when we first came <laughs> down here because we were trying to go to all the farmer's markets. We were figuring out where where all of them were, what days of the week they were, because there's one every single day of the week down here. Yeah. And just just trying to hit them all and see all the different flavors and varieties. We've been down here now for over two years, and we haven't been to all of them. No, yeah, so we haven't been to all of them. It's kind of crazy if you yeah. just think about that. Okay, so let's dive in. So today's giveaway is actually a downloadable that we created for you, and it's called Let's Eat Seasonal. It contains a seasonal produce chart so you can figure out what's growing during what season. It has four of our favorite seasonal recipes, one for each season. So depending on when you're listening to this or where you live, there'll be a recipe that's appropriate. And it also includes a sample of what a typical week of seasonal eating looks like in our home. And I think that's really important because we get CSA boxes and a lot of people struggle to go through their box. And this might give you a better idea of how we make do with all the different produce items. So you can get that at our website. It's thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB07. That's right. And yeah, it's really awesome. I think you guys will like it. The recipes are all plant-based and gluten-free and full of produce. Cool. All right. Let's just dive right into the first benefit, which of course is nutrients. And Sarah and I are very adamant about this one. This is this is definitely the biggest reason why we eat seasonal produce. Um, Sarah, I can't remember if it was Food Matters or where we heard it, but I remember hearing, and I've said before, that up to 40% of the nutrients in produce with are lost within one week of harvest. Yeah, I actually wrote down a little fact that I found in a Stanford study and it said it was talking about lettuce specifically and it said lettuce loses 46% of its nutrients within seven days of cold storage. So if you think about that, you know, the lettuce... That is just so crazy just to think about. I mean, it's almost like you're losing 70% of like... It's like it's the worth, it's worth mm-hmm. should be decreasing by 70%. It's almost like at the grocery store, the longer it's there, the cheaper it should be. Yeah, totally. Or at least it should kind of tell you how long it's been there. So yeah. that way you can decide if it's even worth buying. Yeah. Because, yeah. because a lot of times the the produce has to travel at, on average a thousand miles to get to the to most chain grocery stores. Mm-hmm. But then it's not put out right away or it's not bought right away. And then we don't eat it right away. So it's just like this ongoing chain of like loss of nutrients. Yeah. And I feel like we've become very good 
at preserving the produce. So it, I mean, even if it's like oh, one yeah. or two weeks old, like a, a head of lettuce, you know, they just pull off a couple of the outside leaves, which are just totally wilted and shot and just dead looking. And you've just got this beautiful looking head of lettuce again. And it's so deceiving. Well, this kind of goes into diversity of nutrients, but um, a lot of the lettuce and produce is grown based on how it will hold up over time. So it's just like kind of depressing because mm-hmm. it's like it's not it's not being grown based on nutrients or mm-hmm. taste or variety, which we need for a healthy diet. It's being grown so it can last well on the shelves. Like that's yeah. the goal of yeah. big farm big corporations now is to make food last as long as possible and look good yeah it's it's hard i because just just hearing you it's like the devil's advocate in me it's just like hmm okay because i feel like there's like a fine line between like growing it for like maximum nutrition but then you know you also kind of have to consider how is it going to ship and hold up so it can get to other places like seattle in the winter time where lettuce isn't exactly growing um, so everybody up there can be eating lettuce. Um, but yeah, I mean, growing it so it can last, you know, for months in cold, cold storage. I mean, that's just like unacceptable. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think like the the moral of the story is, you know, you have to do the best that you can, but it's kind of, t- it's gone to the extreme where it's like you can eat seasonal as much as possible. You know, like in mm-hmm. Seattle, when it, things are out of season, or when things are in season, you should eat those rather than eating the things that have been placed in cold storage. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, so with nutrients, it's just, it's all about getting it fresh. And Sarah and I, we're always at the farmer's market and we're always getting our CSA box, which has just just seasonal produce right from San Diego County. Yeah. And it's all picked within 24 hours. Yeah, and I think that's really important too because that kind of goes with the nutrients. But when you, as soon as you remove the food, you know, say tomatoes from the vine, they they stop developing, you know. And so mm-hmm. at the grocery store, they're usually the food's picked before it's even ripe. But at yeah. the farmers market or in your CSA it's box, usually, yeah, it's usually ripened at the farm. Yeah, yeah. And and that that just like improves the nutrients, but it also improves the flavor. It, it, yeah, definitely, big time, um, big so, time. So I think another another um, benefit of seasonal pro- produce is the diversity. Mm-hmm. I was I was just gonna bring up something about that too. Yeah. You know, and so um, this kind of goes. This is kind of like about our CSA box, but um, one thing is. In our CSA box, when we're eating seasonal, we get things that we normally wouldn't buy at the grocery store. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. But like radishes, for instance, I never used to buy those at the grocery store. I didn't even know, you know, when they when they grew, what season. And now we're eating radishes all the time. And I feel really good about it because they contain a lot of vitamins and nutrients um, that I wasn't getting elsewhere. And so it's just nice to have that diversity. Yeah. And just in, in, in terms of diversity, just, I think one thing that's important to keep in mind is that when you're eating a lot of plants, just like fresh plants, fresh seasonal produce, it's, it's like getting a multivitamin 
like it just incorporated into your everyday diet. And that is a major benefit because these aren't synthetic nutrients. These are nutrients. These are vitamins and minerals and enzymes straight from nature as nature intended. And that's the ideal. And that's what we want. You know, that's the best we can possibly do for ourselves better than any supplement could ever do for us. We're Sarah and I, we're, we're just like looking at each other. We're (laughs) so, it's funny. We're so passionate about seasonal produce and it just, it just to us, it's so simple. it seems so common knowledge. Like in the summer, when it's sunny out and you're in the sun and you're sweating, you should be eating watermelon all the time. You should be eating raw fruits, you know, because it's hot, they're watery, they're going to hydrate you. In the winter time, when it's colder, you should be eating squash, like warm squash soups, because you need to warm up the inside. It just, seasonal yeah. produce yeah, just... Yeah, more cooked foods yeah. in the winter when you're a little bit colder. Definitely. Yeah. And and those are the times when those foods are growing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just seems like we've gotten so far away from eating with the seasons, something that is so simple, and it should be so easy. And mm-hmm. so this episode is kind of just a reminder for you, if maybe yeah. you're one who's gotten away from that. Yeah, let's just all just take a step back and, and just get a little bit closer to our roots, where we came from, because that's... That's just what's perfect. It's just it's 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 moving toward effortlessness. You just you don't have to try harder because we all know that that produce is it makes us really healthy. We just need to just do it. I agree. So there it is. Diversity. That's that's a huge key element. And, and when you shop at the farmers market, when you get a CSA mm-hmm. box, and when even when you shop at Whole Foods over, you know, a chain grocery store, you're going to see local produce that that you don't normally see in big big chain stores or mm-hmm. Costco's. They're going to have these weird looking carrots and radishes and it's mulberries yeah it's really fun and they have a lot of different nutrients than the same old lettuce that you're always getting out of a plastic bin you know yes yes always just just striving towards shaking it up mm-hmm. shake it up that that's this is kind of a tangent but peter and i are always talking about you know being successful on a plant-based diet and a vegan diet and one of the key things for us is that we're we're eating healthy but we're eating a big variety of things and we're always trying to eat a different vegetable each day and different mm-hmm. vegetables in our salads and our meals so we make sure that we are getting a well-rounded variety mm-hmm. always worth the effort it's always worth it you never you never feel like oh i wasted my time making this salad yeah because when you're eating it you're like dude i just this is like just like a mad investment just in to myself I was, it's funny, I was actually thinking about the effort today. I made a big salad for lunch and it was, it was great. It had um, lettuce and I um, seared some tempeh and it had some cranberries and what else did I have in it? Um, strawberries and it was just this big, beautiful thing and I was just looking at it and I was thinking about like, you know, sharing this recipe on Facebook and I was like, oh, but, you know, the ingredient list would be kind of long. I wonder I wonder if people would be into it. And I was thinking, well, I made it, and I don't feel bad about it. I feel, like, grateful that I'm sitting down to eat this right now. It's going to be so good. So, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Like, I, I never feel 
like time is wasted, especially when I'm eating. The meal. I agree. I agree. And even you know, if you look at just periods of time in your life, I could never see us looking back at the last five years when we've you know really started eating healthy and thinking, man, what a waste of this last five <laughs> years. I can't believe we spent you know so much time in the kitchen because we're just we're just so stoked with the results and just the the life that you can live as a result of it. Okay, Peter, let's talk about the taste. Oh yeah, of seasonal produce. Seasonal produce. I mean, you cannot beat it. It's like if you had a garden growing up or if you went to your grandma's who had a garden and you just picked that fresh, juicy strawberry right off of the vine and then put it in your mouth. That's that's what seasonal produce tastes like. It tastes so fresh and crisp and mm-hmm. just cannot be beat. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely say if the grocery store that you are used to going to, if you go into the produce section and the stuff just like it isn't vibrant, you don't see any life in it, you just it just doesn't look like it is as good as it could be. My guess is, you know, you, well, you shouldn't be shopping there. And my guess is that the stuff has been there for a long time. And I think we know which kind of grocery stores, you know, I'm kind of talking about here. Because, I mean, some of these grocery stores, you walk into them, you're like, oh, I just... I can't buy that tomato. It's like pink. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's super hard. Like, that's not even a tomato. How long has this been, you know, been sitting here? It reminds me of when we were in San Jose. And we went, was it San Jose? I think it was. And we went to this grocery store. I won't say the name of it because it's chain. And we kind of shopped there. Oh, yeah, it was. And yeah. it's just like the produce just did not look good. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. The stuff in the bulk bend, we got some, and I just like took a bite, and it tasted like it'd been there for a year. It was just like, oh, Peter, we cannot shop here. Like it just. It and that's just, the thing about seasonal produce. Like once you really get into it, is you're not going to go back. I mean, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but definitely. yeah, it's just it, that's a that's a one way ticket for sure. And I also I just I think that that. Things just, they always taste best when they're growing in their natural season. And that's what, that's what the beauty of seasonal produce is. It's just, it's, it's growing when it's supposed to be growing. And cause that's, that's when nature will basically allow it to. I think that you can kind of bend the rules and stuff with greenhouses now. Mm-hmm. Um, houses. Yeah. And I think it's, um, if you really get into it, I think some people would say that, you know, the energy is not the same, you know, when it's growing in that environment, it's not in the soil, but I think that, um, that's probably a conversation for another episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think you just kind of have to do the best you can. Yeah. But you know, and, and another thing with taste, just since I'm thinking about it is I think about, well, Sarah, we were actually just talking about this a little bit ago before we started recording where you know as as produce sits it's it's kind of decomposing and the flavor is you know gradually losing as well and we were just talking about Costco mm-hmm. and how when you go shopping at Costco I mean we even we we stopped having Costco membership for a while but we've recently kind of get got back on cuz they've got some pretty amazing deals on some superfoods but when you are shopping there everybody's got these tubs of spinach mm-hmm. 
it's like I don't know how much. It's cheap. It's just like a giant container of of spinach or、mm-hmm. or just spring mix, and it just it looks it just appears so healthy.、Um, but I'm just like I kind of cringe to think like how how old is that,、mm-hmm. you know? And like you kind of are getting what you're paying for. If you're only paying, you know, three dollars for this giant tub, you know, it's 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 priced at that because it's it's kind of worth that. Yeah, you know? another thing that's like I don't want to dog on Costco. I like to stay positive, but another thing with that spinach too is I hear so many people say that you know I like that because it lasts so long, and、mm-hmm. that I want to argue that that's not that's not necessarily、it's, a good thing. You don't no. you don't want things to last a really long time. You want food. The ideal is to walk into your backyard if you have one. We don't even have backyard. <laughs> you, you you walk into your backyard and you pick from the garden and bam, it's you know it's on the table right there within the hour. And to think that it's like oh man, like it lasts so long. I can have it for like a whole week. It's like yeah, but it took. A week to get there, and it's been packaged for a few days before that. So it's like there's really not a whole lot left, other than the fiber. You get the fiber. Yeah. Yeah. So. So think twice before you get bag salad, prepackaged salad, because that stuff has for sure been sitting around for a long time, and it's lost seventy percent of its nutrients. Okay. Okay. Let's on, move on to. On, a, on another note, what about the price? Okay. The price of seasonal produce. Everybody、yes. always wants to talk about deals. Deals. And, <laughs> and seasonal produce is, unless it's like early season, like preseason, that's the premium. Like if you're getting cherries、right. or, and stuff, like right, yeah, right now blueberries are really expensive、yeah. in our area. It's like the first crops soon. Yeah. yeah, that are coming out. That's not real. You know, we're talking about like peak season.、Yep. Peak season is always the most affordable, and It's just at maximum nutrient level as well. Yeah.、Um, okay. One thing I want to talk about actually is farmers market and the price because one thing that、mm-hmm. a lot of people and even you know I I kind of think about it sometimes too is I would go to the farmers market but the produce there is more expensive than my grocery store and. I'll hear like you know the farmers market's only on a certain day. It's out of my way, so inconvenient. Yeah, it's inconvenient. Why should I shop at the farmers market? And so, we were actually talking about this, Peter and I,、um, the other day when I went, and I was like, okay, Peter, like let's talk about the farmers market price because I I did notice that some things were pretty pricey, you know, and it made me. I, I like supporting the farmers. I would much rather we do spend a lot of money there,、um, but. It does make me question people who can't afford it, you know. So, long story short, is I came up with some reasons why it might be a little bit more expensive, but it's not always that way. A lot of things are less, but some things are more expensive. So,、um, okay, so it's fresher, right? So it's fresher, so you're paying for that. You're you're getting more nutrients, and that's worth more money, in my opinion.、Um, Agreed. They have to pay. Peter, you brought this up. The farm has to pay someone to be at the market selling the produce. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, yep.、Yeah, that's part of like their overhead. So that's a cost, and then they actually have to be. They have to pay to have a spot at the market.、Mm-hmm. And some of yep, their, they got to pay their dues for being there for、yeah. that real estate at the market. Yeah, and they have to pay some of their profits to the market manager. 
to be able to keep the farmer's market going. Cost of goods sold. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about it, it might be a little bit more expensive, but you are getting more nutrients. It's going to taste better. And then at the end of the day, that market, you're sustaining the local economy. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Peter? Well, and that, then it kind of rolls into um, the local economy a little bit, which we're going to be coming back to in mm-hmm. in just a little bit. But yeah, no, so I totally I just agree with say, all those go things. Go out it's to like, the farmer's market, yeah, no, everybody. It's, it's, it's more affordable. <laughs> and then you'll definitely notice that some things like, you know, sometimes the lettuce is like three bucks, you know, for a head. And we see people react to that all the time where they're just like, what? You know, I can get this for like $2 at the grocery store. It's like, yeah, well, like... This ain't the grocery store. I mean, we just picked this stuff yesterday. Yeah, you know, or like and, this morning. And a little farmer's etiquette, like don't don't hassle them. You know, be nice to them. And yeah. usually, if you're if you're nice to them, or you come towards the end, they'll like, hook you up. They'll hook you up, but don't don't heckle them. Yeah, no, that's bad karma. Yeah, it's not for good. sure. I mean, it's it's rough being a farmer these days. It is super super tough. So. Obviously, we're not passionate about the farmer's market. (laughs) Okay, so seasonal produce being more environmentally friendly. Yes. That's another benefit. A big thing is like the travel, like a thousand miles that you're transporting on average, this produce. No Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and and some stuff does travel a thousand miles. You know, I mean, we're getting, but I, the the bulk of the stuff that we're eating, that's kind of like what we're talking about. Because there are some exceptions where it's like, yeah, you're getting pineapple from Hawaii, but it's not like you're, you know, that's not making up the bulk of your diet. You know, and like we're not against eating anything that's further away, you know, than a thousand miles. But it's just something to be thinking about. Like, yeah. when, and when we're talking about seasonal produce, we're talking about Produce that's kind of growing in your county, in your area, in, at least in your state. Definitely. Right? Totally agree with that. Yeah, because when it's moving out of the state, that's where all of the energy efficiency is lost. Transportation costs, cold storage, you know, there's just there's so much that just gets tacked on there. Yeah, like you were saying, we, we do eat bananas and pineapples and things mm-hmm. that don't grow here, but the bulk of our meals come from what's grown in our area yeah absolutely another thing with like uh what are we talking about environment are we talking about environmentally yeah, friendly envir- yeah. yeah it's kind of merging feel like yeah a they, bit they, kind, the of, they yeah. kind of all overlap they overlap uh what about the chemicals on the food like what's the wax do you see those waxy apples i have to think like that cannot be good for the environment i haven't researched it but yeah shiny apples if you're if at your grocery store you got shiny apples oh they're out there they're coming from costco too i was holding one the other day and it was feeling kind of and you can actually you can if you get your fingernail on it you can actually get some of that wax up i think some of the newer waxes you can't see it as much but yeah the coating I, i think it's i think it's there to just preserve it and then it also just makes it look picture perfect. Yeah. And usually those things are not good for the environment. So Yeah. I would I agree. I yeah. Would avoid no, those. I I that's a really good point because it's 
you know, when when you're buying stuff from like big agra and just very like conventional practices with the herbicides, pesticides, chemical fertilizers, you're, all of that is running off. Like it's all running off into um, streams and other lands where other animals, mm-hmm. you know, are consuming, you know, just nature, everything, just the grass, the surrounding and then the streams are are feeding into um, the oceans and lakes, and I mean it's all connected. You know, whenever we have like like salmonella outbreak or something, it's all just kind of like it's a runoff, and it's a connection between um, I would say like factory farms, you know, like slaughterhouses, and um, and then just big agra, you know, especially like corn and soy. Um, it's just nasty, nasty stuff. And like, it's just so polluted and it runs off just like when it rains in your neighborhood, it's all getting collected into the sewer system. It's all going somewhere, you know, and that is some, that is some toxic water. And I just, I hate to think of, you know, the, the lack of regulations with what happens with that water. So Again, you know, we're not trying, you know, Sarah and I, we're not like super negative people, but you know, some of these little topics, I'm just get us a little bit fired up here. Um, so yeah, environmentally friendly for sure. Seasonal produce, organic, local produce. Definitely. It's the bomb. And with that, Peter and I, we were big fans of seasonal produce, but we were big believers in organic. So with that, with the environment, organic is definitely the way to go. Organic and local, they are different. We pick organic first, but organic and local is the best. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. All right. I mean, so I I was just going to say you want to support your local economy. You know, the mm-hmm. farm the farmers need our support. It's good to keep money in your economy. So things like farmers market can farmers markets can stay in your community. And keep people eating healthy and providing mm-hmm. resources. Yep. Keep the wealth local. Keep it all in your community. That's ideal. That's ideal for sure. Awesome. Well, I feel pretty good about that. I feel good about that too. And um, we'll put in the show notes on our website some resources for you if you're thinking about um, getting a CSA or if you're not sure if there's any farmers markets in your area, we've done a lot of posts on that stuff. So we will link that up on our website. Yes. And speaking of the website, let's eat seasonal. That is the downloadable that we've got over at thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB07. And this has got, it's got a few different things. So it's got, Four of our favorite seasonal recipes, one for each of the seasons. It's got a seasonal produce chart, and it's also got a sample of what a typical week of eating seasonal looks like for us here at the homestead. So once again, head on over to thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB07. All right, and a quick sneak peek for next week. Next week's show is all about sugar. And let's just say we didn't quit sugar, but we do have some guidelines we follow when it comes to the sugar we consume. But I'll save that for next week. Yeah, more on that next week. Okay, guys. Till next week on The Health Beat. <laughs>